0: zu einer neuen Folge von The Canadian Wants to Know, ein Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, The Canadian Deutschvoblender. Welcome to the Canadian Wants to Know Podcast. On this episode, I will share with you some stories from my time in Texas and also tell you why I consider it the best place out of all the four countries I've lived in. So this story is a little bit embarrassing, but in English we have a saying that goes, all's well that ends well. So the idea is that even though in the beginning it started off in a negative direction, at the end everything worked out. All's well that ends well. So after my university studies, I didn't know what to do. And like any young man with no direction, he meets a girl and then what does he do? He follows her. So I met this girl and she told me, George, I'm going to go to Texas. There's a project down there and I want you to come. And because I liked her, I said, OK, I'll come. So I went down to Texas. I didn't know anybody there. I had no contacts, no friends, no family, nothing. All I knew was I wanted to be close to this girl. So I moved into an apartment with nine other people and we sold books door to door. And it was probably the worst job I've done in my life. It was really, really difficult. People didn't want to open the door for us. And I am a really bad book salesman, I've come to find out. And to make matters worse, things didn't work out with this girl. So it was a really, really bad decision. I don't know what I was thinking, but it is what it is. It's a part of my story now. And like I previously said, all's well that ends well. So even though it started in a very negative direction and things didn't work out, in the end, my time in Texas turned out to be probably some of the best times of my life. It was an incredible, incredible experience. And I know because most of my listeners are from Germany, there are some stereotypes that we have here in Germany about Southerners, about Texans, and I want to discuss some of them here. And I want to start with the first one, which is everything is bigger in Texas. I'm sure you've heard that before, right? It's, the, it's a very big state. You have uh, these cowboys and, you know, everyone has these big trucks, And uh, with regards to the big trucks, I, I can confirm it is true. There are a lot of big trucks. Something that I found really funny was that at the end of the school day, you would see these really, really big trucks just come to pick up the children. And these small little women would come out of those big trucks and put their children inside. I thought that was really curious. It was a very interesting situation that I hadn't seen before. And it's also true that, yeah. A lot of the people in Texas are also big. But I would say it has a lot to do with, with the food. It's just very, very delicious food. The best Mexican food I ever had in my life was in Texas. The food is delicious and it's also at a very cheap price. My first two months in Texas, I like I told you, I lived in, a, in an apartment with nine other people. And I didn't have much money. So I lived on tacos. We went to this Mexican supermarket every day and we would buy tacos and that's what we would eat but they were delicious. So <laughs> at least I had some delicious food to eat every day. And so so of course it makes sense you've got very delicious food at a very affordable price and everyone drives everywhere. But this is this is a reality about of, of of most, most of North America, like even in Canada, this is the case. I remember when my, my, my wife, Jennifer, who at that time was my girlfriend, came to visit me in Canada and I told her, OK, Jen, we're going to the supermarket. And I promise you, I could see the supermarket from my house. It was about 200 meters away. And for me, it was clear that I would drive to the supermarket. And I saw Jennifer, she started to walk towards the supermarket. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm walking. I'm like, why? Just get in the car. So it was a really, really, it's a, it's a very different experience for North Americans. Car culture is a very, very big part of of life there. We don't really think about it. So it makes sense. You've got delicious food at a low price and people drive everywhere. We're not very physically active in North America. So that that's what happens. And I don't think it has anything to do with that North Americans are just more inclined to being unhealthy people. I think part of the reason, it's not the only reason, but part of the reason is the infrastructure. North American cities are built in a way where you must drive a car and public inf- uh, public transportation isn't very uh, readily available. So everyone drives. It's just a very normal part of, of daily life. Whereas in Germany, cities are built in a way where it makes it easier for people to walk and ride a bike everywhere. So I, I, would, I would say that if German cities looked very much like North American cities where, where you drive everywhere, I imagine that also the obesity rates in Germany would be higher. It's crazy. Infrastructure can play a big role in how people move and, and how they behave. Very, very fascinating thing. Another thing that, I, that people talk about when, when they think of Texas is the accent, right? That strong Texan accent, the southern drawl. And yeah, I can understand that for many learners, that accent isn't the easiest to understand, but what I want to say about that is that we have to remember that um, there is beauty in diversity. I, there's, there's a, I think a mistake that we often make is that we want to make everyone the same, that we should all talk the same, sound the same. But I think that a world like that would be very boring to live in. So I love the fact that there are so many different ways to speak the English language. And I would say the same thing about the German language. When I came to Germany, I lived in Hanover for two years. And in Hanover, they speak Hochdeutsch. But now that I live in the south of Germany, there it's, it's dialect. I like it. I, I love the sound of it. I don't always understand it, but I think it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it adds to the diversity of of the German language and it adds to the, the interesting aspects of this language. And that's what happens as well. In Texas, for some reason, they've developed that particular accent. And if maybe it's not the easiest one for you to understand, what I would encourage you to do is just to really pay attention to the words that they might say. And if you don't understand something, just ask the person, oh, could you please repeat that? And people are usually going to be very kind and and will repeat the information for you. What I don't think is, is nice is if we start insulting other people because of the way they speak. The way someone speaks is not something that they can control. They were born in a particular region and that's the reason they speak that way. So it's like, insulting someone because they have blue eyes or brown hair it's something that is completely out of their control and we're making fun of them and we're looking down on them for something that they couldn't control so it's not a nice thing to do and actually i would say that the fact that we have so many different accents it's a beautiful thing and it's something that we should celebrate and it's something that we should encourage and that we should try to learn from i actually find the the Texan accent to sound very friendly I think it makes the people more approachable it makes them sound like someone I want to have a conversation with someone I want to be friends with so I I love the way they speak there and even though I no longer live in Texas there is a word that from from Texas that I still continue to use to this day and that's the word y'all which means you all. So if I have a group of people, I'll say, "Y'all, how y'all doing?" Hey y'all. And I love this word. It's very convenient. I don't have I can save time. I don't have to say you all or you guys. I can just say y'all. So if you want to add the word y'all to your English vocabulary, I would be I would encourage it 100%. Another fun word is fixin' to. I am not very good at doing the Texan accent So I'm not even going to try it, right? I think it, it would do a disservice to the people there But a fun word is I'm fixing to go to the mall, right? So the idea here with fixing to, it means that I'm, I've am i decided to Or I'm on the way to do this, right? I'm fixing to And the other one is yonder, right? When something is farther away, you can say it's Yonder Although in general, I, might, I would probably assume that this is an older word that most people don't use that often anymore. The next thing that I want to talk about is religion. So in the southern part of the United States, you have something called the Bible Belt. There are several states in the south where Christianity, evangelical Christianity, is very, very, uh, a very important part of the culture. And that also applies to Texas. Large parts of Texas, I would say, are very much evangelical, very much Christian regions. What I remember is that on Sundays, you would see these traffic jams, people trying to get to church in the morning. And you had police officers uh, guiding and directing traffic because there were just so many people trying to get to church. I had never seen that before in my life. Canada is is a Christian country more or less but I think it's much closer to to Germany in that sense that it's Christian by name but people don't practice it as much it's not um it's not a big part of of everyday life so how does religion influence people's behavior in Texas right like we we see uh, we can talk, a lot of people, they like to bring up the evangelicals who supported Trump and uh, the very vocal part of his base. And we, caric- like we, we create a caricature out of these supporters. And oftentimes we, we create a negative picture of who these people are. But what I experienced in Texas and what I, what I saw was very, very different to the images that you might see on TV or the the reports that you see. Uh, The kindest, most loving people that I've ever met in my life were in Texas. And all of them were Christians. But I can also say, like, the same that probably some of the worst people I've met in my life were also religious. The problem is when we try to put one group and and create just like one statement about everyone and say, okay, everyone who is German is a Nazi or everyone who is a Christian is homophobic and and we just throw out these labels and we want to use it as a way to dismiss an entire group of people. But I think people are far more than stereotypes and labels and and it's important to try to get to know people at an individual level instead of just having these prejudices that apply to entire groups of people right i could also talk about capitalism right some capitalists are good people they they try to use innovation and their creativity in order to build products that are helpful and that improve our lives and then there's also capitalists who create products that destroy our planet right i can also talk about good politicians some politicians are good other politicians are bad so putting labels on people and say okay all of these evangelicals are bad people it's it's not fair In English, we have a saying that goes, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And the meaning is that we notice that there's a problem somewhere. And then we just completely dismiss the whole group or we dismiss the entire idea. And we say, okay, it's a bad idea, right? I can say uh, that, of course, and I'm sure most of you would agree that there are elements of capitalism that have led to negative consequences for the environment for for people in in low-income countries right like we can talk about recycling here in Germany everyone recycles but only about 30 percent of what we recycle actually gets recycled most of it ends up in Asia in dumpsters and then people have to breathe in these toxic chemicals that's capitalism as well but we're not going to completely destroy destroy the whole system just because there are some problems with it what we need to do is try to make it better for the majority of people and that's the same thing that i would say here is instead of completely dismissing all of these people of faith let's try to say okay what are the problems and how can we make these issues how can we deal with these issues in a more positive way and try to come to better conclusions I, and the reason I say this is, is because this is a very personal thing to me. When I got to Texas, like I'll just tell you a couple stories here. I remember there was a Christian woman who heard about my story. She knew that I was alone in Texas, that I didn't have family or friends there. And one day she came and she said, okay, George, I brought you some food. I brought you some supplies. It was a Christian woman. And then I remember meeting another man One day he says, okay, George, I feel like God is telling me to give you this money. And he handed me $50. That was a Christian man. There was another family. They heard that I needed a place to live, right? So I stayed in, in this apartment with nine people for two months. And then after that, I moved out. This family, they heard that I needed a place to stay. They let me come into their home. They gave me a place to stay. They didn't know who I was, but they treated me like a member of their family. That was a Christian family. And I, and I believe and I know that their beliefs, that's part of the reason why they were able to show me so much kindness. Because they had a belief that if you're a Christian, you help those who are in need. That's, that's what faith can also do for people. There's uh, this text in the Bible that says, you visited me when I was in prison, you clothed me when I was naked, and you gave me to eat when I was hungry. I had many experiences with Christians in Texas that showed me that there are people in this world who live their faith in an honest, in a beautiful, in a caring, in a loving way. And oftentimes we just want to dismiss people because of what we see on the media. On television and it's not it's not fair right I my my hope with this episode is that you you reconsider these stereotypes that you have and you treat people as individuals and you try to get to know them and you try to in English we say to give people the benefit of the doubt the meaning here is that before we judge them we try to see Their good intentions and we try to see that yeah they they mean it in a good way in a positive way they're not trying to hurt me they're not trying to be bad people they're just trying to live like the rest of us trying to do the best we can with the the little knowledge that we have and this leads me to my next point and this is a a more difficult topic for me to discuss but it's a very important one uh, and it's the issue of racism, right? Like we also see on television, right? The the Trump supporters, right? And and um, it's very easy to just look at these people and say, okay, what is wrong with them? The the way they talk and what they say is is very negative. And yeah, if if I'm honest with you, I I did hear negative comments when I lived there. People did make negative comments about african-americans or about mexicans i I heard it so i cannot deny that this is not the that it does that i didn't experience it I, i did hear it i did experience it but my point would be that it's not unique to texas it's not unique to the south of the united states racism is a problem everywhere everywhere i've lived in my life i've seen racism in canada I've heard people make negative comments about the natives, right? The natives are the aboriginals, the first nations, the people who were in Canada before the Europeans arrived. I've heard Canadians make negative comments about that group of people. When I lived in Costa Rica, I heard Costa Ricans say very negative things about their neighbors from Nicaragua. In Germany, I've heard people make comments about Africans and Arabs. It's a very sad reality that humans, oftentimes, we want to feel superior to others. And we do that by looking down on on people who don't have the power to defend themselves. It's a problem that I wish didn't exist in the world, but it's a problem everywhere. And if someone can show me a place in the world where racism doesn't exist, I would be very, very surprised. And I think... It's up to us as individuals to fight for a a world that is free of racism, free of prejudice, free of discrimination, simply for the color of one's skin. And that we actually judge people as individuals based on how they live their everyday lives and how they treat other people instead of making these blanket statements. So the idea of a blanket statement is a statement that we just say that applies to everyone when it's not really a fair thing to do i would also say that it's better that we focus on what we as individuals do on a daily basis to improve ourselves instead of pointing fingers at people who live on the other side of the world and say oh look at those americans over there look how chaotic their country is Uh, when we also have our own problems here in germany There's a lot of problems that we need to work on and we need to discuss and try to improve. And I think it's better that we do that instead of pointing fingers and looking down on other people, right? My whole idea here is that I I want to promote respect. I want to promote understanding. And I hope that I can kind of make you think a little bit about the ideas that you have about, about other people on the other side of the world, and also about some of the words that you use to talk about other groups of people. And the last point I want to discuss is Southern hospitality. And this relates very much to what I've already talked about with some of these stories that I told you about uh, the Christian people who brought me food, who gave me money, who gave me a place to stay, and uh, there, there are two more stories I want to talk about that I want to share. When I was in Texas, I volunteered at a school. And in this time period, I, I befriended these three siblings. I, they, they were really fun, fun kids. And they invited me to their home. And I got to meet their parents. And their parents were also really kind, very open people. And one day they said, OK, George, we're going on, on, on a holiday. We're taking a vacation to Hill Country, which is an area of Texas close to San Antonio where there's lots of hills. It's a very, very beautiful region. I can recommend it. So they took me on this trip. And I remember the father of these, of these young, young kids, he said to me, OK, George, we're going to this outlet and i want you to get some shoes i want you to get some pants i want you to get some shirts and he bought all of these things for me he didn't have to do that but he did there was another woman it was a retired woman named carmen and she treated me like a son i was such a beautiful beautiful person i remember one day someone lent me their truck for a couple of days so that I could get around and, and and do the things that I needed to do but I didn't have any money for gas so Carmen she she heard I told her yeah Carmen I, I, I need the truck but I can't get around because I don't have money for gas she gave me her birthday money right so this was a retired woman who earned a a very fixed amount of money every month from, from the government. She didn't have a lot of money. She gave me her birthday money so I could put it into the the truck to fill it up with gas so that I could get around and do the things I needed to do. I'm never going to forget the kindness that people showed me when I lived in Texas. it, It humbles you. This idea of to be humbled is It's a hard one to translate, but the idea is that you just realize how lucky you are. And that was the feeling I got. I I got the feeling of, I don't deserve this. Why are people so nice to me? Why are people so kind to me? And now my hope is that I can pay it forward, that I can move through the world and also show, show the same level of kindness to the people that I encounter, because I've experienced so much kindness in my own life. And there are just so many more experiences and stories that I could tell you guys. But then this podcast episode would get too, too long. So if you guys want to know more about my time in Texas, you guys can leave a comment or or send me a message and I'll tell tell you guys some more stories. Before I finish, I just want to encourage you guys, visit Texas one day. I highly highly recommend Texas. Ideally do it not in the middle of summer because then it's extremely extremely hot and that was part of the reason why I decided to move back to Canada because it was unbearably hot in the summers. But it is a beautiful beautiful place with beautiful people really delicious food and big trucks. So if you decide to go to Texas one day Send me some pictures and I can also give you probably some tips on places that you could visit and see for yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. If you're able to share it and more people listen to this podcast, then I'm able to continue to produce more episodes so that you guys can benefit and improve your vocabulary little by little. I also recently published an online course to help Germans correct their most common mistakes in English. You can click on the link in the show notes for more information. That's it for this episode. Also, bis nächstes Mal.